Good morning, and welcome to The Mental Note with Dr. Darrell R. Pullard, the spiritual leader of today's church, Tampa Bay. Welcome to the Daily Download. I'm your host, Dr. Darrell R. Pulley. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome to the Daily Download because the Bible says that the Lord daily loads us with his benefits. And I'm telling you, this day is loaded. This day is damn packed with the blessings and the lessons of God. And my heart and my mind are open and ready to receive all the good that God has for me. And it is my prayer for you today that your heart and your mind are open and receptive to divine unlimited ideas. Hope you had a wonderful weekend, that you enjoyed yourself this week. Let me tell you something. God desires that you live a holistically healthy, balanced, and well-rounded life. That's right, I said it. God desires for you to live a holistically healthy, balanced, and well-rounded life. That you live your life in such a way that you're able to experience all the good that life has to offer. Because I'm telling you, God's will for you is absolute good. It is God's desire that every person on the face of this earth live a happy, healthy, prosperous, and successful life. Well, we've been dealing with fear. Uh, that's right. We've been dealing with fear. We've been dealing with that four-letter word that starts with an F. We've been dealing with fear. And we're learning how to release fear how to let it go so that we can see the full manifestation of what God has for us. I said to you on Friday, the only thing standing between you and the next dimension is your fear. If you can release and let go of the fear, then you can move into the next dimension that God has for you. How many know that God has a next dimension for you? That what you have seen is not all that there is. And there is more that God has in store for you. So we're looking at various people in the scriptures who had some type of divine intervention where there was an angel that manifested. The angel represents the physical manifestation of your good. Let me say it again. In the scripture, when you see an angel appear to a person, it means that the physical manifestation of their good is right in front of their faces. But every time an angel appears to a person, and I must prove this to you in scripture, the first word that the angel says to the person is fear not. That's right. The angel, which is the physical manifestation of their good, is right there before them. It's right there in their face. And so the angel says, fear not, because many times our good is stirring us in the face, but fear stops us from embracing it. Fear stops us from receiving the good that God is manifesting right in your face. That your good is right there. You looking at it. It's so close that you can see it. You can smell it. You can touch it. You can taste it. But fear stops us. Fear paralyzes us from really seeing and receiving the manifestation of the good that's right there in your face. I desire to prophesy to somebody today. Your good is right in your face. Your good is right there so close that you can touch it. But fear stops you from interacting with your good. Fear stops you from receiving the good that God has for you. So today we're looking at Zechariah. 
Our backdrop scripture is the gospel according to Matthew chapter number one. And we're looking, I'm sorry, that's Luke chapter number one. That's right, Matthew chapter 1, it's Luke. Luke chapter number 1 and verses 11 through 21. That's right, Luke chapter 1, verses 11 through 21. And it's talking about Zechariah. Zechariah um, in the Hebrew means God remembers. The, the literal meaning of the word Zechariah means that God remembers, that God is not forgotten. And somebody needs to know that whatever it is that you're praying about, whatever it is that you're holding in consciousness, that Zechariah says God is not forgotten. You know, many times we ascribe human characteristics to God, you know, like God has a memory issue or God is possible or able for God to forget. It's not. That God always knows the truth, that God is truth, and that God always remembers. There is no lack of memory in God. But Zechariah is the point for us to remember that God is not forgotten. To remember that what it is that we're praying for is still coming into manifestation. Because sometimes because it's not happening as fast as we think it ought to happen, we think like God forgot. You know what Rayana said? You know, you better pay my money, don't act like you forgot. And sometimes we're praying and we think that God forgot. That somehow you've been praying about this and God is not remembered. And so Zechariah in the Hebrew means that God remembers, that God has not forgotten your prayer. All right, metaphysically, which means when you go beyond the surface, what Zachariah means is that you don't forget. That's right, because it's not God that has the memory issue. It's you that fear makes you think that God has forgotten. So Zachariah metaphysically means I won't forget, that I will hold the conscience. I will allow spiritual understanding to penetrate my fear. I will allow love to penetrate my fear, my doubt, my worry, my questions, anything that makes me think that my good is not coming to pass. I will allow the love of God, the power of God, the presence of God to penetrate all of that fear and so that my good is able to come into expression where I'm able to interact with my good on a physical level. All right, y'all ready? And so we're talking about releasing and letting go of fear because your prayers have been answered. I'm telling somebody today, your prayer is already answered. The door is already open. The way has already been made. Your prayers have already been answered. There's no need to fear. Your prayers have already been answered. It is already done. That's what I'm affirming it with you. I'm holding in conscience with you the divine idea, the truth, that what it is that you're praying for is already done done. Somebody ought to give God some praise right where you are. You ought to type that in your uh, comment section. Thank you, God, that I know the truth that it is already done. Your prayers are already answered. Pulling point number one. Uh, Zechariah uh, shows us that what fear does is fear makes prayer a religious ritual instead of a reality. Can I say that again? Fear makes prayer a religious ritual as opposed to a reality. When you pray and you don't believe and you don't believe that you are one with what it is that you're praying for, then your prayer just becomes a religious ritual. Now, Zachariah was a priest. He had a position. And let me tell you, people who are in positions with titles and positions in front of their name, behind their name, are still working with fear. People in religious positions 
doing religious rituals. He was praying. It's not like he was cussing and fighting. He was praying. But yet he did not he did not believe that he was one with what it was he was praying for. He was praying for a child. He was praying for a son. He felt that he desired a son. It was something in him that desired to have a son. So it was his scheduled time of prayer. He was a priest. If you read Matthew, they had a rotation, you know, like, like we have in our church called clergy on duty, which means it's your week to be on duty. It's your week to handle the prayer requests. It's your week to hold the consciousness. And I get that idea from the scriptures because Zachariah was a priest. So it was his turn to pray. He was scheduled to pray. So while he was praying, he was praying that he might receive a son. And what happened is that the angel, the physical manifestation of his good, appeared right in front of his face and he was scared. And many times what we're looking for is in front of us, but our fear will not allow us to receive it. So the angel says to um, Zachariah, fear not. Your prayers have been answered. I am here because your prayers have been answered. And so stop making prayer a religious ritual and know that prayer is the truth. That your whatever it is that you're praying for, it is reality. It is the truth. The Bible says whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you shall receive them. Believe that you are one with them. There's no separation between you and your health. You are one with your health. There's no separation between you and prosperity. You are one with prosperity. There's no separation between you and love, joy, and peace. You are one with love, joy, and peace in every relationship. That is the reality. And that's the purpose of prayer, to remind us of the truth. But fear makes prayer a religious with people speaking in tongues. They clapping. They walking around. They're humming and hawing and tuning up in their prayers and still afraid. Prayer makes, uh, fear makes prayer a religious ritual. That's pulley point number one. He had a title, he had a position, he was doing the religious thing, but he still was afraid. Fear makes prayer a religious, and you spend hours and hours in prayer, and it's still not, you're still not manifesting it, not that you're still not receiving the manifestation because of fear. Fear makes prayer a religious. Well, somebody ought to deny today and say, I will not allow fear to make my prayer a religious. Well, just something I do because that's how I start my day. That's how I end my day. That's what you're supposed to do. But I really don't believe that I'm one with what I'm praying for. And so fear makes prayer a religious ritual. Pulling point number two. Not only did fear make his prayer religious, which when the angel said, okay, your prayer is answered, you're going to have a son. Just like you've been praying for, you're going to have a son. You and your wife together, Elizabeth, uh, is gonna ha you're going to have a son. And Elizabeth means metaphysically is that God fulfills God's promises. That God, you know, does what God said he's going to do. So if you have you remembering that God fulfills God's promises, there's no way that Zachariah and Elizabeth can come together with what the meaning of their names are and they not produce John. They not produce love. That's what John means. John means love. And they told, the angel told Zachariah that his son was going to be named John, which means love. And so when you remember that God keeps his promises, what manifests is love. 
What manifests is the fulfillment of that which you are one with in a way that you can interact with it. So, uh, but what happened is because of fear, he started making excuses. And then the angel is telling him it's already done. And what does Zachariah do? He says, well, you know I'm old. You know my wife is old. He starts talking himself out of his good. He starts talking of himself out of the fulfillment of what it is that he's praying for. And many of us are sabotaging our prayers. We're sabotaging the answer to our prayer. We're sabotaging the good that is rightfully ours as God's divine uh, manifestation, as God's inheritance, as being heirs of God and joint heirs of Christ. There's something called fear that keeps talking us out of it. Fear talks us out of the fulfillment and the answer of our prayer. Fear convinces you that you're not worthy, that you don't deserve it, that you're not good enough, you don't make enough money, you're not smart enough, so therefore you're not going to get the promotion. Fear talks us out of it. Fear convinces us to start giving excuses of why we can't manifest and interact with what it is that we're praying about. And so I'm saying to you today, fear not. Your prayers have been answered. Pulling point number one is that fear makes prayer a religious ritual. And I will not allow my prayers to just be a religious ritual. It's other things I can be doing with my day. I'm not praying just for religious ritual. I'm praying because my prayers are a reality. Pulling point number two is that what fear does is fear gives you excuses to talk you out of the fulfillment of God's word in your life. And I'm not going to make excuses. That's what I'm saying today. Stop ex making excuses. I know it's coming up from your subconscious that you're too old, you're too fat, you're too skinny, you're too light, you're too dark, you know, you're too sinful. All that stuff is coming up from your subconscious. But it's just an excuse. It's just something to talk you out of your good. And that's what fear does. It keeps you in excuse mode as opposed to you saying, yes, I'm open and receptive to divine unlimited ideas. Pulling point number three is that fear, not only did it make his prayers a religious ritual, not only did fear cause him to give excuses, because there's no excuse why you can't receive what God, I just got to say that for a minute. There's no excuse why you can't be who God made you to be. There's no excuse why you, can't, why you can't go where God has called you to go. There is no excuse of why you can't do what it is that God has called you to do. Your age, your gender, your race, your culture, your orientation, your criminal background, your credit history. None of those things are excuses of why you can't do what it is that God called. God would have never called you to do it if you didn't, weren't able to do it. So stop allowing fear to give you an excuse to keep putting your good off. All right, pulling point number one, fear makes prayer a religious ritual. Pulling point number two, fear is what gives us those excuses. Pulling point number three is that fear took away, takes away your voice. Now, Zechariah was speaking. I'm in the text. Zechariah was speaking, and what he was saying out of his mouth was negative. What he was saying out of his mouth was not positive. So what happened is that the fear took away his voice. And many times we are losing our voice. And, and, and for some of us, it's physically losing our voice. And for some of us, it's metaphysically where we just won't say anything. 
that fear grips us and stops us from speaking the good, speaking the positive, speaking the good. Zachariah lost his voice until he saw, until John was born. He did not have a voice. And so my question today is, what are you saying out of your mouth that's taking away your voice? What is the negative things that you're saying instead of saying that which is positive? If you're saying something out of your mouth and say, well, I shouldn't be saying it, that's a sign. Don't say it. If you don't have anything good to say about somebody, don't say anything at all. Just shut up. Because fear, fear of you being one with that person, one with the good, takes away your voice. And so because he was not speaking positive, because he was not speaking in agreement with the truth, it took away his voice because he was a priest. He was a person that people listened to. There was power in his voice. But because he was not using his voice for the glory of God, instead he was using his voice for something negative instead of something positive, his voice was taken away. And I'm prophesying to somebody today, if you only speak that which is positive, you'll keep your voice. If you only speak that which is good, you will keep your voice. It is only when he started speaking negatively that his voice was taken away. Fear takes away your voice. Fear of speaking the good. Fear of being one with that person that you're talking about. You Gossip and, and speaking negativity about people. It takes away your voice. So whenever your voice is taken away, you've got to ask yourself the question, am I speaking good? You can control and bring your voice back by making a decision in your mind that if it's not positive, I'm not going to speak it. You know, the thought comes to your mind, but doesn't mean that you have to say it out of your mouth. Do not allow fear to take away your voice. I'm one with every person, so therefore, I'm not going to allow fear to make me think I'm separate from them. I see the good in every person. I'm not going to allow fear to cause me to focus on the negative as opposed to the positive. And so fear took away his voice and his voice did not come back until John was born, until love had manifested in his life. And then his voice came back. I'm telling somebody that your voice is coming back, that when you receive the love, and you see God in every person, every place, and everything, and you not just see it, but that which you speak also out of your mouth, then your voice will come back. I love you so much. God bless you. Remember, fear not. Your prayers have been answered. Uh, Pulley point number one, uh, fear makes your prayer a religious ritual. Pulley point number two is that fear causes you to make excuses of why you can't interact with your good. Point number three is that fear takes away your voice. So today we're releasing and letting go of the fear so that we can pray effectively. We're releasing and letting go of the fear so that we won't make any more excuses. We're releasing and letting go of the fear so that our voice will come back and we'll be able to keep our voice. I love you so much. God bless you. Allow the Zachariah and the Elizabeth in you to come together and produce John. Allow love to manifest today in your life, in your world, and in your affairs. I love you so much. God bless you. I appreciate you. Remember, our goal every day is 500 views. So make sure that you like the Dr. Darrell R. Pulley page. Make sure you follow the Dr. Darrell R. Pulley page. Make sure that you share this on your page and invite somebody else to watch and to listen along with you. Because remember, God is doing something wonderful in me. And God is doing something wonderful in you. Until tomorrow morning at 6.30.
been listening to The Mental Note with Dr. Darrell R. Pulley, the spiritual leader of today's church, Tampa Bay. For more information about today's church, visit us online at todayschurchtampabay.com.